Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna, um, knock, knock, knock. Guess who? <laughs> Mayor Bear is here to talk some shit. Happy oh, hey, hey, girl. What did? <laughs> well, was there a show on or something this evening that um, yeah, we have yeah. to discuss? Ooh. Yeah, just uh, just my blood pressure is a little up, and you know, just no, no big deal. You're the only person I can talk to without rocking back and forth right now. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. There was a lot in tonight's Married at First Sight. We have a fun other thing to start off with. We have, don't forget, we go over to Patreon and keep going on Thursdays. It's only $7 a month where you get your bonus content on Thursdays, as well as Sunday episodes that are just us having fun. And it's a nice palate cleanser to start off your week when you just have to get over all the stress of being a math's hole. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just trying to shake off, shake off your math's hole. Uh, <laughs> shake off your math's hole. Maybe that's another yeah. shirt, which by the way, I'm wearing a no thank you shirt because that's my mood today. Mary has oh. her, are you my podcast shirt on? We have math's hole. We have, my eyes are down here. We have a lot of fun merch. Go to our podcast Instagram. Are you my podcast? And the link in bio will take you to get you a fun shirt. Um, oh. And don't forget to join our group. Are you my podcasters? And we're here. We have so much to talk about. I thought it was a really big episode. There was some moments that were very hard. Yeah. There were some moments that were made me change my complete attitude from last week uh, to this week, just like every other episode of this I, show does. I honestly am the most inconsistent person with the, I mean, not me. I know I'm not alone. These people this season are putting the real in reality TV. Okay. <laughs> and I'm here for it, but I'm, I'm fragile. I'm vulnerable right now. I need to talk through some things, um, with you. And again, listeners, thank you for being here. Um, give us a, a like if you want on a five-star review, we could use some ad girls. I need help getting out of bed in the morning. Um, if you don't have something nice to say, just move along. There's a bunch of other podcasts, but we appreciate <laughs> you very much for being we, here. We have a wonderful listening base and they always give us nice reviews and we appreciate you. So can, keep it up. It helps us. Um, we do have a little dip your toe in uh, marriage topic right before we mm -hmm. start on Married at First Sight, which by the way, we'll have plenty to say, but we kind of like to ease ourselves in. This is the lube for the episode. This kind of slides yeah. us in to the rest of the episode. Yeah. We're sick <laughs> of being scabbed over all the time and, and opening up a fresh wound. Sorry, I get a little too invested in this. But yes, this is a nice palate cleanser, Sarah. Well, it's a wedding story and I, it caught my eye and I thought we have to talk about this. Just I really like to hear everyone's responses when we do this stuff because so the headline is... Um, Brides in laws invite 10 extra guests to wedding without asking. They had nowhere to sit at the reception. She shares it on Reddit on Am I the Asshole, which I can already say you're not. <laughs> right. Just based on the title, you're not. No. So she said, Ceremony was fine. The only hitch was her in laws invited 10 extra people without telling us, not relatives, 
just friends of theirs that they did not invite because they do not know them. She explained the extra guests blended in during the ceremony. So she didn't notice until the reception when there were no seats available for them. So best man and groomsmen found a folding table on the fly, got chairs for them, gave them a table. There was a food situation because, and they went with a buffet, which by the way, these people are lucky they went with a buffet because if you went with a seat at dinner, 10 people, there's not 10 extra plates. Okay. This is planned out for a reason. So Apparently, it was eat by number from the table, right? Like you go by, which I know what they mean, like, oh, table one goes first, whatever. And so these people were in the in the make a make a table. <laughs> they were in uh, steerage on the plane. <laughs> in steerage because yeah. they weren't invited. Mm-hmm. And um, the in-laws got mad that the friends had to go over the picked over buffet and that they were treated that way. I don't know what she means by treated what way. Someone has to go last at the buffet. <laughs> yeah, that's a life lesson, Sarah. Somebody's got to go last at the buffet, whether they were true invited guests or not. So, yeah, in fact, the people before them who were invited were already at the picked over, and then you got the pick picked over. But that's because you weren't invited. And yeah, I, the, for the for the in laws to do this and then say how how dare you sit them at a folding table and make them go to the buffet last? It's like this was they were added table number twenty or whatever. We had nineteen. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't understand in any part because the, the I guess she 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 said politely to her in laws, "What did you expect when you invited people without telling the people who were planning and paying for the wedding?" Um, it's just and then. Apparently, this woman, the in-laws said, no, you you need to apologize to our friends. And she said, I would, but I would also have to explain that they had not actually been invited. So um, and then she says, they're upset with me. My husband has my back 100%. Maybe I could have been more gracious, but it shouldn't have fallen on me to deal with this. No, she was gracious. I don't, what, in what world does anyone think you can just bring 10 randos as the kids say, to a wedding. (laughs) Not only, I could see some aloof people in my family, extended family, where they're like, maybe, I'm not, okay. The the answer is they don't exist. There should be no one who thinks that's okay. But even if you did, you're like, yeah, more the merrier, it's party, you know? This is love. This is our family. Come on, you'll be welcome. That's, even that is not okay. But then to expect the bride, the new, the new bride, the wife to say, I'm sorry that you had a shitty time and you didn't get the first dab at the fucking salt potatoes because you weren't invited. I would tell that mother-in-law to go fuck herself. I know. That's what I'm like. She said, she's politely said, well, I mean, this was just the situation. We had his paint, you know, table my numbers. I mean, who knows how she really said it doesn't matter. I would have put my hand around the lady's throat and said, sorry, <laughs> yeah. your friends get yeah. the last piece of Salisbury steak because you just fucking added 10 people to my wedding that I don't even know. I mean, yeah. that's it was nice enough that they went and got a folding table. I'd have made them sit on the floor and play duck, duck, goose. Oh, I would have brought seats up to the buffet and been like, <laughs> fine, here, here's a couple forks. I want to hear the scrapes. I want no. I don't. It's well. Okay. It makes it, it leads me to question. Also, did these ten extra people know that they were crashing a wedding? I mean, that's weird, right? If yes. They, 
it's bizarre. That's my, that was my big question to you was if this, if I, I, I can't, I don't know under the, I can't, I don't know the pretenses under which the in-laws invited them, but I can definitely say if someone's, unless it was a partner or a spouse or a best friend that knew they had a plus one, if my mother-in-law said, Hey, do you want to come to this wedding with me? And, and then she, and she's like, these eight other people are going to come with me too. I would say, Oh, I don't feel that I'm invited to that. Um, so no. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I'm just gonna, (laughs) I'm going to go do my own thing. Do you remember, was it on Patreon or I can't remember if it was on Patreon or a regular app. We talked about, there was a woman who was an older, like not older, but like in her sixties, a woman who was a serial wedding crasher. And she like had like she she was on the lamb because she had gotten caught a couple times crashing weddings. Even she had a little more couth than these ten other people because when she decided to sit down and have a piece of cake, she at least went into a back room of the reception uh, yeah. by herself. She wasn't trying to disrupt anything. No, she you know she did find some money that wasn't hers and put it in her wallet, but she returned <laughs> it. Hey, I mean because she was legally bound <laughs> to do so, but yeah. Either way, I think she had more manners than the mo- certainly than the mother-in-law of this lady. And also, what a shitty way to start a marriage. Like, hey, who's hosting Thanksgiving this year? You know? Yeah. I mean, oh, that sucks. You better believe I bring 15 of my uh, friends that I just oh. met at a bar. If yeah, the mother-in-law the is hosting. Before. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? You know who's having Thanksgiving? My mother-in-law. You want to go? And then I'd, and then when she said anything to me, I'd go, really, bitch? What's the fucking difference? And oh, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd come in with a pick. would be ruined forever. <laughs> I'd drive in a... Ford F-150 filled the, the back with folding chairs. Be like, no, nah, we're fine. Plenty of room. No worries. All set. Uh, are listen, complicated. They are complicated. On a Married at First Sight, we don't always see normal weddings. And so we like to talk about other random weddings. Um, since we are on the subject <laughs> of food, I think it's exciting for us to <gasps> drop Yes. Our brand new sponsor, Kudo Popcorn, which by the way, they sent it to us. It's delicious. It's much better for you, okay? Because you're if you're looking for a great snack that's also packed with protein, they have 10 grams of whey protein isolate in every bag while still tasting absolutely delicious. And I can honestly stand by that. I, tr- I went right for the white cheddar. It's my, <gasps> always my favorite. And it was so good. I was not disappointed. Oh my God. I knew you would go savory. I beeline towards the salty, sweet kettle corn and so, so good. Honestly, Mark and I devoured a bag. Literally, it was kind of embarrassing how quickly, but didn't feel bad about it. Literally, every, every bag has the protein equivalent of two eggs. You can, you can snack and enjoy it and not feel bad, Sarah. And that's what we're here to do is make people feel good. So it's your new go-to snack, gluten-free, preservative feet, 100 free, 100% whole grain, keto-friendly, and only 70 calories calories per cup, also made in the USA. So obviously we have a code for you. You'll be amazed how Kudo Popcorn has somehow made your favorite healthy snack even tastier and healthier. Go to kudo, K-U-D-O, snacks.com and use code A-Y-M-P, as in R-U, my podcast, A-Y-M-P, for 25% off. So kudo, K-U-D-O, snacks.com, code A-Y-M-P for 25% off. I got hungry while I was reading that in case you didn't notice. (laughs) 
Um, uh, let's just dip our toe in with Becca and Austin because they're happy yeah, right now. They are. And um, that's <sighs> nice. It is nice. You know, I think we, uh, last week I was very happy for them. This week I continue to be very happy for them. I, the happier I get, the more concerned I'm also getting that if and when things take a turn, it's going to, it's going to be dark. <laughs> I know. See, this is what this show has done to us. Okay. Because it, it, yeah. we, we start off with a lot of joy sometimes, and sometimes we don't start off with any joy depending on the couple, but it really rips the rug out from under you at some point. And so I just am completely clenched every mm-hmm. episode wondering when waking up and being like, you're a morning monster. I'm a morning monster. Papaya is going to like just fucking <laughs> make one of them pissed Papaya. off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think honestly, we might need a new t-shirt that says clenched maps hole. Cause that's what I have just watching these couples. Seriously. Oh, by God, that is hilarious because yes, we do have maps hole shirts, by the way, go to our Instagram. Are you my podcast link in bio? We have no thank you shirts like I'm wearing right now. Did I already say this? We have podcast shirts. Anyway, we have stuff. Link in bio. Um, oh, yeah. It, I I feel that, look, they he is a very, uh, he's so into her. I mean, when they were going on that yeah. boat, they were playing this song and it was like, you're so cool, girl. I want you move, girl. You're so cool, girl. <laughs> and I thought, that is what he thinks. Right? He does. He does think she's a cool girl. Cool oh. girl. Little Maroon 5 <laughs> sort of sounding. You're so he he it's he is smitten. He yes. is absolutely smitten. And I I picked up on that last week. And then this week, I think, you know. Even from like, well, the beginning of tonight, but even throughout, she really like the comments she made, like, you're just, I'm learning what a really good guy you are. And just the way he handles anything she, you know, shares with him. He's super supportive. I think they are really, really into each other. Definitely. She, she's definitely just as smitten with him. They're making out on the boat. They're talking about kids and she's says I'm I'm really fine either way it kind of really is always depend on what my partner wants he wants kids there's no she as we always discuss if you're hardlined one way or the other please for the love of god experts don't match people that don't that are hardlined one way or the other but this is okay I'm okay with this because she seems genuinely like my life will be good either way and I really kind of depends on what the person I marry and I want to do and he wants kids and she's like cool Cause she's yeah. your so cool girl. <laughs> she really, I'll tell be like, Hey, you want me to have your baby right now? She is very cool with shit. And, uh, I've never, you and I've talked about that. We just happened to be two people that always kind of knew we didn't want children. Not that we don't love children jerk, you know, jerk off motion. I don't <laughs> have to explain our whys, but she, I never really heard somebody sounds so genuinely happy either way. And I, I believed her. Sometimes I feel like, you, you know, you get the girl who's like, oh, no, yeah. I mean, if you want kids, of course I want to be a mom. But she really, I feel like she meant it. 
I agree. Cause I, that, um, I think it was Nicole and Chris last year. Remember it kind of felt like she was, I think I might be mixing up who it was, but I think that it was Nicole that was kind of saying she wasn't really sure. And Chris definitely wanted yeah. a big family. And then that felt like a weird conversation, but yeah, I thought whatever, they'll work it out and they seem to still be together and happy. So whatever. Um, but yeah, this was, even when she had to, she couldn't get in the pool with him because of her surgery and you could tell she was getting in her head a little bit. He's just yeah. great about, he's great with her. He doesn't, he doesn't make her feel like uh, in her head about these things that she gets nervous to have to share with him that she's had to deal with for a, a many years of her life. I don't know how long she's had this um, autoimmune disorder, but I know that she's obviously, as we've mentioned a million times, has a great attitude about it. And but she she can't help but feel like she's going to burden someone else and he makes sure she doesn't feel that way and that's good. Yeah, he's he's so he receives it so well and he's not judgy at all and it's and again it's like almost like her response to yeah, we can have kids or not his response to anything that she may think could be heavy regarding her health issues. He's like, "No, nah, you know, we'll take it as it comes." He's super super supportive. Um I just want to say that Lots of smooching. There was smooching on the boat. I felt bad for the boat, the driver of the boat, because the way he was, he had to drive looking, just watch it. It would have been unsafe if he wasn't watching them smooch the whole time. And it made me, again, another another case of clenched Maff's hole. I just can't handle it. I can't handle watching people kiss. Um, but uh, I just want to say, if she had not recently had surgery, I would put them in for consummating the marriage first. Yes. Agreed. Just putting it out there. I agree with you. I believe they're very mm -hmm. into each other. I think they're comfortable with each other. I don't, I think they're not going to have any problems in the attraction department. Um, and, and they're going to talk about, I think they want to be into each other right now. That's, I agree. I think he even made a motorboating joke when they talked about as a yeah. boat, a kayak, as a raft, a boat, and all the things that make them perfect oh. for each other. By the way, Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper and Pia, so far, I see exactly why. I could, a lot of times I go, why did you even bother? Like right now with yeah. Claire and Cameron, I go, why? Why in God's name did you put these two together? But with Becca and Austin, I feel like they were confident they were going to get a a W in their column. And I, I mean, they're going to rip the rug out from under us at some point, I'm sure, because that's oh, how things work. But for that. now I can see it. Oh, I mean, honestly, Cal and Peps and Pia all have to be like high-fiving each other because at this point, this is the strongest connection they've had in years. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, honestly, I feel like, yeah. They seem, I don't, I just don't see how the, the tide will turn. Is that, is that a phrase or something? I'm just going to go with it, but yeah, it, it, if it, it's, it could, and it might, and I don't want it to, I can't even think about it, but for right now, they are our safe space. They are, they are, it'll change, but it for will. now, um, for now, I don't, at some point, someone's gonna get annoyed with the other person. Is all I can is all I can say. And I don't mean because they're annoying. I mean because that's how marriage works. As I whisper <laughs> that, because my husband's in the other room. But well, we all get it. 
Uh-huh. It's going to be like it, the whole like, I like pickles. I like pickles too. I fucking said I like pickles first. <laughs> and it's just going to be like a, like a just, I don't know, just everything's going to, one of them's going to brown out and wake up in in a holding cell. <laughs> it turns out I didn't want to fucking marry myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stop being like me. Yeah. <sighs> um. We'll see. I don't. There, there was a lot this episode. Do you want to do Lauren and Orion now? Do you want to? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all yeah, the same. We have to talk about get all into of it. it. Yeah. I was yeah. looking. I was thinking it was going so well when they were talking about. Yeah, you know, she says she's really attracted to him, and but they want to get to know each other better. They want that rip your clothes off intimacy. Um, they were cuddling in the pool. Yeah, Even when they had to move from the rain. Not great weather in Cancun for this uh, honeymoon. Tough weekend for mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're all making it work. By the way, I mean, I know it takes the fun out of maybe like laying by the pool and getting your sun and whatnot. But sometimes going somewhere tropical and then there just being a storm can make for some romantic moments. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, might have increased that tub time that they were all talking about on after party. You know? Yeah, when Emily said that, I thought, did they mean they started that? They must have started that on the honeymoon, right? Because, yeah, I think they, so. Yeah, saying, oh, everyone has tub time because I, I assume she doesn't mean at home. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we are we are just we're just just the tip of the season here. You know what I mean? Just oh. I I know. I mean, they move into apartments together. I'm just imagining that even if if there are bathtubs, they're not. He- I just don't. I don't want to think that it's just like two of them hanging out in a bathtub, and that's all I could think oh. of when she said it. But I know that she meant the hot tubs and the vacation. But now I, of course, I go to. Right. Yeah, I yeah. just like I could just picture me and John, my you know six foot one or whatever he is, husband, and I like in a in a bathtub. I know they meant a hot tub. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we have fun over here. Did I ever tell you very quickly last time uh, Mark and I were in Vegas in this one hotel room? He's six five and he's too tall for the, like the tub we have where we live, and he's not. Yeah, he loves a bath, and there was a big tub. And you think like we're romantic. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm going to, you care if I go take a bath? He didn't even want me with him. He just went and had a nice soak. And I was like, you go do you, you sweet angel. I'm going to stay in here and read. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I love it. Um, Yeah, they, okay. They had a, I like their conversation about kids. That was really good. How they're open to adoption and, um, and, uh, making those decisions as they go and, and how they both think that they want to be providers and they want to be givers. I mean, they have a lot in common when it comes to that and him, him telling her that she wants, he wants her to feel safe. Um, is his yeah. biggest priority was a really big deal to her. And I think it would be to almost anybody. And so even if it was a line, it was a fucking good one. It really was. Remember like in the beginning when I was like, oh, she wants a man's man, this blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't, it, I'm not saying that because he embraced his feminine side, but just, I didn't see it. But then like that, that conversation where he's like, I want to be a provider. I want to, you know, make you feel safe. And she's like, that's exactly what I want. It all kind of clicked with me, you know? And it like, it made sense yeah, in some, in some way. Yeah, because and then they had that conversation in the hammock about um gender roles in the house and kind of yeah, they both 
enjoy some of the quote unquote stereotypical ones and cooking for your cooking for your husband and this and that. But she's like, I didn't want to do it because I want to cook for you, but also like you need to be able to cook too. And and they had that, and then they had the financial conversation, which she said she waited for him to bring up. And I'm sure that was a tricky one because we do know that he's still living with his mom. So I'm sure it's, he was already having a hard time bringing that up to her at the reception. So I'm sure then approaching financial, knowing his living situation and his, right? Yeah. And then, well, I was going to say to that point, it must've made her feel good when he kind of was like, no, I want it. You know, I think he first opened with 80, 20. He wants to be more the provider that had to at least, you know, if she was at all feeling a little, a certain way about him living with his mom, that had to sort of let her know that it's a temporary thing. You know, it's an investment in his future you right. know, to be able to be that provider. So yeah. Um, I like that. And and I like, you know, they're talking about these heavy things. And then uh, at one point she asks him uh, how, how he, he keeps his, uh, his, the business, business, his manscaping below the waist, the T zone. She asked him, he said he keeps it low and soft. And then upon further pressing, he did reveal that he, sometimes uses an aftershave on his nuts, which I think is just so lovely to, to share. Well, it felt like a big ad for Manscaped, which by the way, is not one of our sponsors right now, but I do. (laughs) But it it might be someday. (laughs) Well, it was at one point and they do give all that. that's right. Yeah. And they give (laughs) stuff for the balls and whatnot. So we're not, uh, we don't have a code for you, but that's what it it felt like. Somebody handed him a, you know, a 20 when he got off uh, (laughs) off set and said, thank you for the Manscaped ad. Um, (laughs) Handed him a 20. Oh God. But obviously they got into a very serious discussion and we are completely aware that this is a couple of white ladies talking about this subject. Okay. Right. Right. Um, I cannot imagine having to even have the kind of conversation that they had and they've been talking about this from the beginning, respecting each other's cultures and all this stuff. Um, when she did ask him if he has ever used the N word and he said, as a kid, he did use it ignorantly and he owned, I don't want to say owned up to it. I don't know the right word, but he said, admitted, I guess that's the word admitted that he had when he was an ignorant kid. And she said, let me punch you for my ancestors. And, um, obviously I, (laughs) you know, that's a tough conversation already. And then it got into the when she he asked if uh she's ever used derogatory terms and she, or she said oh I used terms when I was a kid and didn't know better too and then he said oh have did you ever use redskin and then the whole moment happened and it was tough it was tough and it, the after party was interesting to hear them talk about it too because you know Keisha of course had a good point that listen you admitted to saying something when you were a kid and she gave you grace and then you didn't give her the same grace in the moment. By no means do I think Lauren meant anything by what she said. And she, but I think that for me, what I noticed, and I, he didn't even say this on after party, maybe because he didn't want, but for me, what it felt like was when she said, Oh, now I get it. Look at your face. And then she was laughing. He felt laughed at. And 
that's what happened. And as Clint said on After Party, sweet baby Clint was on oh, After Party. How happy were we to see you, Clint? Um, as he said, it felt like an emotional response, which happens. So I don't know. It was a fucking tough moment. And on After Party, he said he stands by how he felt about it. I don't really think anyone is is wrong for how they reacted in that moment. Not neither of them. I don't know. I I could not. I feel like you summed it up in a way that I couldn't even attempt to really add anything. I think again the when she said, you know, the even even going back to Cameron uh, on the the shuttle or whatever, saying ignorantly, yeah. you know, you using the term going off the reservation. And, and again, it, I think there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of things that people don't understand. I mean, right away, um, Lauren, when, when he brought up that term and she was like, wait, I don't think I know what that is. And then she stopped and she laughed and said the thing about his face. I don't, I think she was I don't think she had any idea. Oh no, there was. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, there yeah, was no you, ill you intent. Said that. Yeah, right. right. And, there, and you could yeah. see her face, even sort of like, "What the fuck did I just do? Did I just laugh? Did I, you know, did I step?" Right. So, right. and then of course she had her point of, "Well, what's too far? And how come it was fine when not fine, but you sort of blew it off when Cameron did it?" And I think the right. difference for him in that moment was he even said, oh, "There's cameras on me." This is a tough conversation. Right. We found out that the producers had to go away and let them let him sort of think for a, a while. I think they said a couple hours <laughs> they right. cut. Um, but I think we've we can all tell that that they're, you know, Lauren and you know, and and her pushback on her end saying, I wasn't saying anything and then her experience, her experience as a black woman in America and developing a thick skin and kind of making jokes and then not jokes about other people, but you know, she semi, sometimes having to laugh shit off basically is what she was right. saying. Um, and him saying, well, I don't like to do that, but then he did on the bus and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation for them to have. It was just a lot, I think right away. And I don't really know. I don't know if he, in my opinion, overreacted. I think that he reacted to what he thought was happening at the moment, but that's not what was happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I I was just really watching. She's a very good communicator. Yes, and he is too. And but she is an active listener, and she hears when someone speaks, and she regurgitates what they say, and then also supports it with what she adds to it. I mean. I think she was extremely, uh, I don't even know what, I, I think she, she felt the moment of, oh, he's really upset. And then she had to take accountability for being, for being part of that. And I think she did handle a, a very sincere apology the way she needed to. But I think he was, he was sort of so heated by a lot more than even I think what she was part of that had to do with all that, that there yes. was no going back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And it's not like he's like flipped out. I just think it was yeah. an, a very uncomfortable yeah. moment. So I kind of felt that maybe a little recognition on the, on the part of from everyone else, like, oh, how it came out for a moment for him, even if even though we know that wasn't the intention, it like he just went to a place, right? So, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I I hope. Well, then on after party when he said, but you know, I 
let it go or something like that. And then Emily basically said, no, you didn't. Oh, oh, can we, I don't want to listen. I'm not trying to sell merch here, you guys, but you want to talk about a clenched maths hole. You <laughs> opened up this topic with saying, we're just a couple of white ladies who know that we're not, we're not going to give, we're not going to say what's right and wrong in this situation. We have no clue. Okay. We're just, you know, here to just talk to each other. I, when Emily started talking, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she fortunately didn't say anything as dumb as I thought maybe she was going to. <laughs> well, in no, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, she didn't. And I, I think, like, again, um, as Keisha pointed out, when he admitted that he had, you know, as a, had said things in the past and we, and, took accountability or whatever you want to fucking call it again. Um, she was really, Lauren just said, let me punch you for your ancestors. And then she kind of tried to do the same thing when she felt like she stepped in it with him. Do you want to punch me for my ancestors? And I think she was hoping that would just end that. And I feel like that's what Emily was sort of referring to. Well, you didn't let it go. But then the more she went on, this is the problem. I don't know if they let her have one of those after party cocktails or what, but I felt too. Yeah, I felt like she was maybe inadvertently giving us a peek into later. I don't even think she was talking about in the moment anymore that he didn't let it go. I feel like she's letting us know this carries on for a minute. That's what I took away, but I might be wrong. Oh, Sarah, I think you're so much more observant than I am. I think you're right. I bet you. I bet you. That actually makes sense that Emily wasn't just maybe giving her two cents on that scene that there was more to the story like as the season progresses. It it that, it felt like that just because she bought it in so fast and I felt that it's already a, a sensitive and a tough topic and I'm glad they had the conversation about it and and I'm glad Orion was open to, you know, what Keisha thought and what, and, and anyway, it's, we're all fucking, you know, <laughs> just like trying to figure out if these two are going to make it because based on these previews and there's like, these have these blow ups. So when Emily butted in, it just felt like she was coming at him with like more knowledge from more. later on. Yeah. That's what yeah. it felt like. So, uh. That makes a lot of sense to me now, actually, like looking back. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think, uh, hey, and then can we just say like the previews, though, of of what's it with them that where she says, oh, something about this is Lauren saying, oh, I, I had sex two months ago. And he's like, yeah, that took sex off the table for me. I know, but is it real? Did he? Is that what he said, or is it edited together? Yeah, and he right. said something else took the sex off the table. Or I guess we'll find out. But then it made me kind of hopeful that when they have those that fight later on that we've seen previews for, because this is all just fucking guessing at this point. We don't know what they're doing to us this season. Um, True. That maybe when. She, he says something about I had sex with someone else. When she says I had sex with someone else, maybe they're back back referring to this again two months before they got married. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Well Instead that yeah. Of, yeah. That would be that would be a little little cleaner for the group, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Boy. I think um if anything, I think like you said, Lauren is such a good communicator and so 
gracious and, and aware of herself and her values and these things. And so, and listen, and she might push him a little bit on some things and he's going to push back and that's okay. Yeah. If they, you know, if they have tough, then they have to have tough conversations, but it's where they end up. And I think that's why Clint, you know, made the good point that it seemed a little bit emotional, but also those things are emotional. Those are for both of them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell they both respect each other, even throughout the heated conversations, they both respect each other. And also when did Clint Webb become the voice of reason? I can't stand it. And I love it so much. I know I mean, he just, I think he could just sort of take over after party all on his own, <laughs> you know, just give me the Clint perspective. And he just said, and I, and he, and then he's got a girlfriend and they're moving in together. We're so happy for you, Clint. I know, Clint. I hope Invite her dad's to talking beer. to you. Wasn't, I know. It, wasn't that a whole thing? Oh, yeah. He said the dad hadn't um, hadn't wanted to meet him yet because he knew that he was unmarried at first sight. But now that they're like looking for a place together, I think that's going to change. Um, Emily and Brennan are Emily, they're, it's a, they're a disaster. It's a disaster. I mean, <laughs> it's a disaster. It's like, it's like, I, I just have so many thoughts. There's just the whole, the whole, I feel like all I want to talk about is the drinking dynamic because it's completely their whole, it's the most fun they've had is when uh, they did a tequila and a bottomless tequila tasting (laughs) and he got literally shit faced. And that was the first time she's like, yeah, you finally, I got to, he kept up with me a little bit. He's like, I saw fun Brennan, you know? And it's like, I just, I'm so curious about the way, like, like what the, uh, what's it called? I don't know. Like what the accident scene is going to look like when it's all over. I know it's the crime scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you handle this? Don't wait. How did it go? There was a song. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. It might be too much for you. Something like that. Every time they play an Emily, <laughs> a song leading into Emily, it's something about maybe her being either partying or being too much for him. And it really, don't think I don't notice married at uh, first sight. It's all I do is listen to the songs. Um, they know it. Married at first sight is fucking with you, Sarah. I, they are. First of all, I had, when she revealed on after party, cause they said they had a PG 13 shower and I was, and I thought, okay, maybe even if, even if you don't really do anything, PG 13 means, and then she said they had their bathing suits on in their the shower. Suits. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, when, <laughs> when they, when she said it came out that she slipped getting out of the shower, this, my immediate, <laughs> I came up with the whole story. They were all sudsed up. Probably, you know, there'd been some penetration. I thought she probably, they went in there with flutes of champagne. She ran out. So during the shower, she hopped out to go get a refill and then slipped and fell on her her maths hole, her blurred maths hole. <laughs> but then, and so I thought she, they were like, yeah, right. PG 13, but yeah, he's yeah. really pumping the brakes on, on any P and the V and she's not, she's kind of, she's ready for it. I think she is pretty annoyed that he doesn't want to have sex yet. I think she, cause she keeps bringing it up. I mean, she, 
she said, yeah, I'll let him take the lead. He made the first move on the honeymoon. And when Keisha said, what do you mean? She meant, well, kissing and all this. Um, but I think she's just, I think in her mind, she says, why, why aren't we? Which, listen, there's an argument for that. They're married. They're attracted to each other. Okay. But his reasoning, as he said, was that sometimes sex has changed the dynamic of relationships for him. He doesn't want that to happen with her. And then she went, yeah, I've never even tried not to have sex at first. So I guess you're right. They they kind of are on the same page, at least about that, I guess. Well, that's. I think about it. If she's never been in a relationship and then she also pointed out that she rarely gets past a third date, it sounds like, and again, no judgment. I was there too and was very open to having sex early and often when I was a lady who didn't have a partner. But, uh, She's probably thinking, how do how do I know that he likes me? He hasn't stuck it in yet. You know, I mean, that's got to be a weird head thing for her where she's like, I think it what is. do you mean? You just want to sit here and chat. What, what's that? That's just for it's for people at a bus stop. We're married. Yes. We're, you know, I don't think I don't think it makes sense to her. I don't think it does either. I think when he probably said we're keeping our bathing suits on to go in the shower, that's she probably <laughs> that she had to be weird. She, she probably that's probably what happened with, to her wrist was she was trying to get the fuck out of that shower when she realized <laughs> he wasn't taking her bathing suit off. But <laughs> oh my god, no! It's funny when she actually said and she he he didn't even know because she said and I could see this in her too. I mean we we have fun with her, but I can see it in her that she's also been alone so much that she doesn't want to be a complainer. She doesn't want someone to think yeah. she's a lot. She doesn't want to say my hand hurts and my wrist hurts and the, and she just wants to suck it up and not quote unquote ruin the vacation. And hopefully she can start to see, okay, this is someone I can rely on and it's not, he's not going to think I'm a buzzkill when I tell him that I landed on my hand. Um, you know, as you said, going for a refill, that's just going to be our story. But <laughs> Which it must have, she must have done some damage because she had a, a a pretty pink, you know, bowling glove, as I like to call a wrist brace on after party. Is it the same wrist? Um, I think so, but yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Speaking of, unless I'm making this up, I think that all the girls have worn pink every episode so far on after party. Have they? You think? Yeah. Is this All like of a them. Barbie themed thing or something? I don't I don't know. Yeah, because I think that they all have, and even when they're on together, which you and I know they both usually encourage you to to wear, wear not the same colors. exact colors. Yeah. yeah. Um so I thought that was I don't know if they're That's giving us some hidden message or or if Barbie pay, is paying them. Um I don't feel like they really needed any more advertisement for that movie, but I don't True. know. I just um have, that is interesting. And I I, I think someone mentioned it. Some I read that somewhere or I'm making it up or I saw, I don't know. Anyway, who knows? If you guys have a theory on the hidden messaging of everyone wearing pink, please let us know. Um, their work-life balance conversation was good. She <laughs> is hitting the gas on wanting to be career-driven. There's always money to be made. However, she has no idea where it goes, which is fine. She's independent. She's on her own. It's not affecting anyone. But he did seem alarmed by that. He did. I actually, um, she said something. He was like, he likes the flame in her. 
because she said it, she's a hard time shutting her laptop because there's money to be made. And she said, um, I think it's just like comes down to like having a good drive and like working hard and like I'm successful. Like I know you're successful and like we're on the same page and like we're going to keep that up. Power couple. And then he goes, that has a nice ring to it. Like she just made up the term power couple. <laughs> I was like, guys, stop it. They're oh, so cute. Yeah. Um yeah, they're I don't I I I feel like she scares him a little bit because when he started saying that there are a lot of like or she said there are a lot of like I don't think that there are a lot of like I don't find I don't them think to, they're a lot of like at all. No, I agree with you. In fact, and by the way, this was the second time we've seen her ask him about part she said so were you like a partier in college and he goes mm-hmm. oh i don't i'm i don't know and she's like yeah i was like a hard partier <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's in the past though yeah she's as she's got her arm in a sling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think that i don't have a problem she wants to party whatever i just have never met anyone that isn't 15 <laughs> no that's not 15 so aggressive um, I don't know, 21, that first thing they ask someone is, A, does your dad, you, do your parents like to party? Is what she asked him. <laughs> one, of my favorite, one of my favorite <laughs> icebreakers now moving forward. <laughs> and then, yeah, were you a big party in college? I was a big partier. And he's just like, oh, okay. Like, and nothing wrong with that. Admit who you are, be who you are. But it, I just am having a hard time seeing where they're going to get any deeper when she just wants to ask how much he likes to party pretty much every other episode. I mean, party is a verb. Party is a <laughs> lifestyle. It That's what it is. The best, my favorite thing was after the, I mean, they're housing shots of Mezcal, of everything, just, just one after the other. Then at one point they're walking, stumbling on the beach, Brennan's shit face. <laughs> He's got a drink in hand. He's like, oh, it's been a long time since I've felt like this, like been happy. And she's like, yeah, you just needed a vacation and 17 shots of tequila. Like, you guys. And isn't this the guy who he said his dad drinks vodka in place of water? They're just going to end up in a 12-step program together. I'm not even kidding. Like, And then he brought up their similar values. And in my head, I'm like, what? values is it that they share and then she did go she she broached it on after party right that apparently they're aligned politically and what else was the other thing she oh said? is that what she said she said something that. about politics and then i don't know if i wrote it down but they didn't get into it but i'm just like okay so those kind of values not like you know i don't know i don't yeah. know you know what I mean? Yeah, they basically have that's listen, they're in agreement we, on a few things. An agreement on a few things. We haven't obviously. I know we miss some conversations, but I would imagine if they had a very deep conversation, um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So I hope I she. Mean, does. I mean, I think from the previews, I think she's the one that gets in the ATV accident or something, right? It looked oh, like. Oh, I think I think that might. I be think her, so. Yeah. So I may. I'm just hoping she makes it out of Cancun a lot in one oh, piece. Oh my god! Seriously, 
I um, she brought up sex. Yeah. And times. he's like, you know, maybe. And she's like, cool. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I do think it's funny when he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like excited. They say if you build up this emotional piece before the physical piece, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and she's like, same. It's <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Apparently, if you guys get connected first, you can actually have like a deep relationship. I mean, it is, it's, <laughs> you don't I feel like I'm lying. Lie when just, you blow your load. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me just feels like maybe they should have just put them on Bachelor in Paradise instead. Yes. But, um, yeah, Sarah. Before we move on to Cameron and Claire, one thing I do think I'm going to need this season is uh, microdosing. Oh. And luckily, we have a code and we know all about microdosing. It is available nationwide and you've probably heard about it. If not, all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier, to perform better. Uh, We have microdose gummies and this is what they are, like I said, available nationwide. For me, one big example or big benefit that I have learned from them is my recovery after workouts and like back pain and whatnot are very, very alleviated by these gummies. So I am a big fan. Also, they help me a lot with my menstrual cramps. TMI, I don't care. I (laughs) really, really, I'm benefiting from these. And so I'm a big fan of them. And Mary, I know you are too. No, I love them. Honestly, they just help me wind down, chill out. I can be, I am a terminal multitasker. And honestly, it helps me to just slow down, put my phone down, just be in the moment. And I really help. I love how it helps me just focus on what I'm doing when it's writing jokes, reading a book. They're honestly the best. So good. They're available nationwide. To to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and then use code MYPODCAST to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. So links can also be found in our show description, but microdose.com code my podcast to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. And also they'll help you um, watch Married at First Sight without too much anxiety. (laughs) That is the truth. (laughs) Cameron and Claire could probably use some microdosing to get along. Um, Well, I need it to watch them, but if they, if they microdosed, I feel like maybe it wouldn't require as many (laughs) sedatives on my end. I mean, honestly, so last week I thought he was acting like such a dick bag. Mm-hmm. And this week I feel that she kind of provokes him. Mm-hmm. It might be a little judgy. I, I, they are the classic missing footage couple for me. You know how there's always like one, maybe not always, like maybe not last season, but I feel like we're just missing a lot of the conversation more than the other couples where I'm unable to figure out whose fucking fault it is. I agree with that because um, as you mentioned last week, we learned that he had said something to her about not being his type that he asked for, which is obviously a big fat no-no. And I don't know how many and times we have to tell people not to say that um, when you're marrying a stranger. But also then we go, hey, did Cal and Pepper just give him someone opposite well, of what he asked for? I mean, it's all yeah, annoying. Yeah, it is. But 
he talked about, so this is to, to your point of the missing footage thing. So he's talking about when all the couples were together, that he's kind of jealous of how everyone else is progressing and they're struggling intimately. Now I'm, it's, I think it's a day two of marriage. So I don't know that you can really say you're struggling intimately. You just, on day two. So I, this has been under investigation since last week. We still don't have any answers, but we're on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, couple of sleuths. I just think that I, I know that he said, I know that she said he said that to her that about not being his type. So obviously that's a him putting that out there first. And how is she going to be attracted to him? But I also, is, are we missing something where she has, cause she seems to hate him. I mean, she well, hates that he sleeps in. She doesn't know that she can go get breakfast by herself, which is, you can. Yeah, you can. And actually, it's preferred in my book. I don't mean to be, but a little nice quiet time, a little quiet coffee is one of the best parts of my freaking day. Um, I, you you did, you brought up a really good point because it was kind of funny the way it happened last week that I caught what she said on After Party. And when when you and I were talking about it, the, the whole thing was that she said, Yeah, he said he asked for someone slender and someone tall, and he didn't get what he asked for. However, we don't know if if he came out and said that to her, like, oh, yeah, they didn't give me what I asked for. Or did she say, well, no, like, so did you? I mean, she seems to be a detail gal. You know, she seems like she could really, you know, pick the nits off a gnat's nuts, as my dad used to say. And <laughs> never heard that. I, Enjoy it. It's a fun one. Yes. And I I feel like perhaps she wouldn't have just left something like that if he made a comment. I have a feeling it was probably like, so how tall did you put down when you asked for somebody? Like how tall? Like, so who knows exactly how that information was delivered or received or whatever, right? Because we did so, see it during the dance. She said right. And then he said, no, I said nobody under five foot. And or, or and she went, what? I am. And then he goes, no, I'm joking. I don't know. Or then he said, no, just logistically. No, he did actually say that he said nobody yeah. under. Yeah. Um, and she was, and he goes, not an attraction thing, just sort of logistically. And then she, uh, so I don't think that was what she's referring to, but maybe it is. I, I, I well, they just really need to give but- us the footage. They do. And then also, it right, kind of when they were showing them tonight, it, Cameron said, oh, that they had had a longer conversation last night about physical touch and intimacy and that he might be more in that he might be a little more confused because he didn't get a clear understanding of what she wants. And then he said it's important for him to get an energy of comfort with the girl he's with, which that's nice to hear, you know? Yeah. I mean, so uh, I just... I honestly have no idea. She's the one who's like, well, I mean, did she tell him she wasn't a trick? I don't fucking know. I honestly, don't know. I all I could think when he said they had this long conversation and then and it left him more confused. I wonder, like, give me the footage and then I'll sit down and I'll tell you what happened in that conversation. Because yeah. I, I I guess she's giving him from according to him. So whether or not this is his reading it wrong or whatever, she's giving him don't touch me vibes and he says that she, she doesn't even want, like last episode, he said something about, you don't even want me to hold your hand. She goes, no, that's okay. Just not other things. And he seems to want to be touchy feely. 
which means he d- would be attracted to her, but that's right. not, I don't know, it's all, it's, I mean, the two of them are going to make me actually rip, rip put my TV on the curb. Off. Yeah. Rip my tits <laughs> off. Put my TV on the curb. Uh, all rip, the things. Rip out my hair and mail, mail it to both of them. <laughs> all, all that. All the things that I have felt in the past, I'm feeling oh. early on with this couple because they just always seem annoyed with each other, joking about his fashion sense. And then Emily on After Party saying, no, we were calling him our mascot. And and um, she didn't mean it mean. If anything, Claire is so laid back. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, too, I by laid back, do you mean uh, as tightly wound as they come? Because, yeah, I think you said it wrong. I mean, I'm type A, I think, and and I think she is, too. I, I don't think she's laid back. I'm sure she is sometimes, but she isn't. First of all, when you're complaining about him sleeping in and you say, I, I just want breakfast, and you don't realize you can just go get breakfast, and then later say, oh, he just got up. I'm almost ready for a nap. I'm like, well, I think it would be annoying that you need a nap in the middle of the day because he got up too early. So both of you are annoying right now. Right, and, right. And like, this isn't the... This isn't the stuff to start nitpicking at each other, but he, I think when they went on that date um, and he said something about how does it feel to be on a date? And she goes, I'm having fun. And (laughs) and then he said, well, maybe this can be a fun night to lead to us having a fun night. Something like that. I just thought, was he trying to say, hey, let's get loose and... Yeah, let's feel around. Get, yeah, get it wet. That's what I took too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, well, that's not happening because. And then she called no. him Goofy, but she said it's in a good way. And he goes, Yeah, well, Goofy's never in a bad way. And I just thought this is all terrible. She hates him. She well, hates even him. She does. And then it, it like it's so it's so. I, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I can't imagine being Cameron. I, or I don't know. At one point, now this was, I think, before they went to the dinner, whether it was just him and the camera. And he's like, he's, he said he does find her attractive. He does like her. And then when he was joking around after they went paddleboarding or whatever the hell they did, he's like, yeah, we seem to have bonded against the common enemy, the wind and the water. Like he was kidding. And she's like, well, I think we bonded over having fun, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. It, and then he brings up, he's trying to make conversation like, oh, so yeah, you're still in school. And he, she's like, yeah, um, the last year of my master's program. And then like one beat. And then she goes, you fix bikes? <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean. That and- conversation yeah. was so fucked up. And I think, because I, I even think he corn he. Listen, I thought he was such an uh so rude last week with all the airport stuff. I'm not that's not that hasn't gone away. Now yeah, we haven't forgotten both, Cam. Yeah, okay. We don't forget. But when he said something about, oh, so you're still in school, I, I think he even realized the way he said it. He oh, I don't mean that offensive. Like you're oh, you're in I'm just trying to figure out what your situation yeah. is, basically. And she was like, Yeah, my master. Okay, fine. She's on the defense. And then comes back with you get you fix bikes. Doesn't that get boring? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, now you're just shitting on what somebody does for a living. And yeah. listen, say a lot about Cameron, but the guy's passionate about bikes. He gave, he sold me. I thought I needed I'm to so- go outside and take a bike ride when he was done pitching him. I, 
I was gonna say, like he he literally changed my tune on on bike shop owners, bike riders, people who make bikes, people who break for bike riders at four way stop, just everything bike related. He was very eloquent about that. Yeah, it. Um, and I don't know. I I don't think when things aren't going well already or you guys don't feel that you're on the same page already, um, that just kind of shitting on someone's entire career is exactly the way to, to start out. Um, I also thought their conversation about About therapy. therapy, Yeah. It made me need Mm -hmm. more therapy and therapy. Listen, she is a therapist and that's good. And it's great. And she's smart. And I'm sure she's a really good therapist. And I'm sure she makes you cry within the next, their first 50. She's like the Diane Sawyer of therapists. She makes you cry the second (laughs) you sit down with her. But um, it's, he didn't say he wasn't open to it. He said that he'd done it before. And then she says, well, why aren't you in it now? And I just think, okay, pump the brakes on on the broken bike. Because (laughs) it's not, you don't, necessarily need to start telling someone, well, why aren't you in therapy if you so if you think it's a good thing? Well, I just don't feel like I need it right now. And then I don't know how that conversation got into that he has no drive and thinks things should just yeah. come to him. Yeah. I didn't get that did. from what he said. Did you? I didn't get it at all. I think that she she's just was being very antagonistic, I think, for, I don't know, whether defending her role as a therapist or just because she doesn't fucking like him. I, I honestly, you know, I think he was, I think he was just, I feel like I'm a little bit like him. Like, I just say what's in my brain at the time. I'm not trying to, like, make a point. But at one point he said, you know, yeah, when she's like, oh, so you think things just show up for you and you don't have to work for them. And then he's like, well, no, you know, when a door of opportunity opens on this sort of person who walks through it and she's like, oh, OK, but that's such a privileged way of thinking. You're like, if it comes to me, I'll take it. But you didn't have to work to get there. I'm like, that's not what he said at all. You're literally just creating a narrative so you can take a shit on him. That's what it felt like. It just felt that whatever has happened behind closed doors off film has made her so pissed off at him that she's just looking for a fight. She's not happy. I mean, she's not happy with him. I don't think that they're going to make it. I don't know if they're going to make it out of Cancun. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to, I don't, I definitely don't. There's a 0% chance they're getting together, even when they both try to shine it at the end. And she said, we're just very different with different personalities and we can have healthy discussions. And he said, no, I actually think we're a lot alike. And I thought, oh no, no, you're not. And at all, actually, except for the fact that you're both kind of mean to each other. You're both passive aggressive with each other. And that's about all you have in common. Yeah, it it felt it's funny you bring that last conversation felt I feel it, it led me to feel like he's trying more than she is. Because when she said we're different people with different viewpoints, and he said, Well, I think we're similar people with different viewpoints, and I think that that can be very complimentary and beneficial. And she's just like, nah. But then also we don't know what he's said to her or done to her 
without not done, but you know what I mean? We don't know the conversations or the circumstances. It's the, the case of the law, the missing footage. There's, I, I cannot listen. I'm not afraid to be wrong. And either are you, I happen to know that for a fact, but we cannot comment and talk shit about something we can't see. (laughs) That's a good point. We can't Um, do our jobs. Okay. Yeah. I think it, but we will. Oh, we will. No, this this episode to me just confused me so much on them. And um, I have a lot more oh. thoughts on it and them mm-hmm. and other stuff. Um, and we've already – oh, look at that. It's already been over an hour because this is what we do. So we are going to head over to Patreon and keep talking. And it's $7 a month and you get bonus content every Thursday. And then you also get Sunday episodes. There's so, so much content for only $7 a month. Join us there if you can. And if you cannot, just don't forget to subscribe and be with us every Thursday. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Are you my podcast? 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 Are you my podcast?